0: Auntie, Emma, driving? Oh no!
1: Hello everybody and welcome to the Tea with Crema. My name is Chris, I'll be your host today, and I'm joined by my best friend, Emma!
0: What's up y'all?
1: We're super excited about today's episode for so many reasons. First of all, this is the physical closest that Emma and I have been in almost a year at this time. So, you know, it's almost been a year. We're still two time zones apart, but that's better than the 14 from before. So, (laughs) case anyone was wondering, Emma is back stateside. So any, um, any assassination attempts, you know, you don't have to go to Japan.
0: Hold on just a second. Why are you giving away my secrets? Why are you spilling the tea on my secret life? That's not okay. we I could have sworn you signed some kind of agreement that you're not supposed to say anything about
1: that. <laughs> dun, dun, dun. It's okay. You made it through your wedding and there were at least seven assassination attempts there. So
0: On my life. Goodness.
1: <laughs> Goodness gracious. Clearly your security detail is working over time.
0: Yeah, I gave them a break today. So if there's an assassination <laughs> attempt today, you know it's because I gave my security detail a time off.
1: Well, today's episode is a reflection episode from what has been happening in the past year, not like in the world, because no, I don't want to. That's too much. It's too much. That does not (laughs) spark (laughs) joy. We're just going to focus on like me and Emma, honestly, because yeah, the world is just not for me to reflect on at this time. So uh, if you were following along with the Tea with Crema about a year ago, Emma and I both kind of made some big old changes in our lives, undertook some life and career changes, and it's been a year. We haven't really talked about it. And so I think it's important, especially when you have those big monumental life changing moments that you you take some time and figure out what went well. What could have been better? Would you do it again? Are you going to keep doing it? All those fun questions. Before we get started, Emma, what tea did you bring today?
0: I am drinking whatever is in my sister's cupboard. She's a coffee drinker, so she doesn't have any real, like, tea. There is a separate, like, jar of tea next to it, so I kind of had to, like, dig through. So I have no idea if this tea is expired. I don't know how long it's been sitting there. But, uh, yeah, so shout out to my sister. It is a Tazo tea. It's called the Zen Tea. It's a harmonious blend of green tea with lemongrass and spearmint. It's quite delightful, honestly. I mean, I would drink it. Ten out of ten. Would recommend What are you drinking today?
1: Today, I am drinking a Sips by Tea. It's called Sun Shower Spice, and it's by the Rainy Day Tea Co. And I'm pretty sure I've done another one of their teas before their cloudy chai. And today is an herbal tea with ginger and apple and black pepper, sweet blackberry leaves, chicory, cinnamon. It's a lot. There's a lot going on. It's a lot. And when it says brightly spiced, they just meant it's spicy. This tea is spicy.
0: Like spicy, like hot spicy or like lots of spices spicy.
1: Like when you put a little too much black pepper on your food. Oh. So it's not, it's not like, because black pepper to me isn't like burn your tongue spicy. spicy. It's that like.
0: It needs some flavor.
1: (laughs) It's uncomfortable, like prickly kind of spice. And so that's what this tea is. I think also it's like a ginger tea, so oh,
0: so it's like hella spicy on top of that.
1: When they tell you sunshower spice, all spice, that's what this was. All spice. I wouldn't do it again, but it's okay.
0: This is fine. This is fine.
1: To get started with our episode, we gotta start just in case anyone's like jumping in right now and they're like, "What are you talking about? What ha- happened?" So we're gonna give the TLDR version. What happened a year ago? What changes are we talking about? Like what? are we actually referencing? And what kind of brought those changes along?
0: So kind of like the, you know, when you start a new season of a series and they give you like that really short recap, sorry, Mm -hmm. I'm just watching, I'm watching the Umbrella Academy again, or right now and it's season three. I was like, what the heck even happened? And so then they give that little like short thing in the beginning, I was like, yes, yes, exactly. Okay, so that's that, is that Mm -hmm. what we're doing? Okay. Here we go. One year ago, I moved to Japan. One year ago, I also got engaged. One year ago, I left everything in Texas, including my new fiance and all of my- And hey mama. And my mama, everybody. And moved to Japan, had never been to Japan, don't speak Japanese, and decided to just do it because when else am I gonna be able to live in Japan? So I am currently still planning on going back to Japan after I'm stateside for the summer going to be teaching still science, and then I just added a new class to my uh, workload. So I'm pretty excited about that. Okay, what were you doing one year ago? One minute, go Christopher.
1: One year ago, I was finishing my fourth year of teaching and had just done all of that teacher of the year stuff, which I'd resolved at the very beginning of my career that once I got teacher of the year, one time for the one time, I was out of the classroom had resolved to go out of the classroom and was like, well, I guess I'm not qualified because it used to be that you had the five years. And life said, no, wait, we got you. And so I was able to kind of make all of that happen and now moved on to be a testing coordinator, still at the same school, same campus, same kids, a lot of the same coworkers, but a different position, a different set of responsibilities, and more work days. More work days.
0: Sounds like a scam to me.
1: <laughs> mm, you know, and it's weird because, like, I, I knew that going into it, but the practical application of more work days still caught me off guard.
0: You knew it, but you didn't know it until you were mm-hmm. in it, huh?
1: Yeah. Like, no one, you know, I didn't actually do the math between 187 and 210
0: which is it does not sound like a lot, but twenty-three days is a lot. It
1: that's really a whole,
0: That's a whole extra month, isn't it?
1: Essentially. We...
0: A month and a couple of days?
1: Mm-hmm. So yeah, there were some there were some moments where I was like, wait a second. I feel like I have I, this is thrown upon me. I've been a little scammed a little bit. So <laughs> that's what happened. I just made a, a transition. I moved to a new apartment to kind of celebrate moving into a new role just as a a little miniature transition. And that's where we're at. So here we are. It is June, almost July. I think we can safely say, again, you're back stateside. I have actually stopped working for the summer. (laughs) I'm actually done. And so it's a safe time to actually just kind of look back and say, "Hmm, what a roller coaster, a journey, while also navigating this, like, still doing the podcast, trying to figure out all of the recording and editing and releasing from 14 time zones away, all that fun stuff. So of course, I always like to start with the highlights. What are the things that really went well, that you really enjoyed? I would say, oh, try to keep it to a minimum number. But honestly, if you had a great year and you just want to talk about the whole thing, great. It's technically also as much time as you need. So you do you, boo. (laughs) (laughs)
0: Um, This year was honestly one of the best years I've had in a really long time And I think that was also really needed Especially after those two years of teaching through the pandemic We were in that 2020, like, it felt like a war zone, honestly Um, Teaching through the pandemic and then post-pandemic Which we're still not in in Japan Still should not be in in a lot of the world But it is what it is so this year was so needed for me as an educator. I felt like it definitely renewed my sense of enjoyment for the job. Like I'm teaching now at a completely different school, completely different kids, completely different country. Um I really do still miss like being in Texas and like teaching the kids that I was teaching beforehand. Um, but I was already making that transition out regardless. So it was going to be either a year left in the classroom or I needed a change. Like I was already burnt out. And so this year was definitely a year of refreshment, refresh, refreshing. (laughs) Um, So I had a really good year. Teaching went really well. Um, And so I think that one of like my biggest highlights i would say is was just like personal and character growth i feel like beforehand when i was living stateside like i could not do anything by myself like i always needed to drag someone with me and it was normally chris or my mom or isaac and i was i could not do anything on my own and being in japan i was like i had to get out of that mindset because i couldn't just hit up chris and i couldn't just be like hey let's go to target first of all there is no target in japan <laughs> So that's going to be one of my struggles. <laughs> um, but, you know, it was like those things where I had to really push myself out of my comfort zone. And a lot of people think that I am extroverted and I'm really not. It's just that I my introvertedness gets really awkward and it becomes very social, but it drains me and I do not. I cannot do it. Um, so it's been definitely a year of growth. I think that was one of the biggest things. Um Another highlight is I got married two weeks ago. So that was a pretty big one. I'm hopefully going to be able to bring my new husband, Isaac, back to Japan. Hopefully by October. We're just waiting on our marriage certificate now and visa stuff. So, um, but that has definitely been a highlight was coming home. And I think, I don't know if we're going to do like a recap of the wedding episode because we are planning on having our, our larger wedding next year. Um, But just shout out to my family, especially my sister for like, getting everything done. So literally, when I came in that Friday, I did not have to worry about a thing. Like Monday was our wedding. And I was so stress free, like was living my best life. I was like, wow, this is how every single wedding should be. And my sister was like, exhausted, stressed. She was like, this is terrible. Let's never do this again. (laughs) But everyone really pulled through for me. So just shout out to them for doing that. And yeah, I think that's some major highlights. So, yeah, number one, taught for a whole year, made it. Uh, number two, made some really good friends and, you know, found my, like, family in Japan who really held it down for me, uh, got married podcast-wise. You know, we really did make it work as best as we could with a 14-hour time difference. Um, so, also, shout out to Chris for being so patient with me as I was trying to figure that out as well because he was also in a new position. So, Yeah. That's some highlights for me. Give me your highlights this year, Christopher.
1: In terms of positivity, things related to a career change, it stretched me a lot professionally. I Mm -hmm. developed a lot of or began to develop a lot of skill sets that kind of went unused or underutilized in a classroom setting. You spent a lot of time Refining like classroom management and execution of lessons and other things of that nature. And even though I had done some professional development and led some of those teams, I think being a full-time staff member who is ultimately more so in charge of working with adults than directly with students now, it is different. It it hits a little bit differently. In terms of how you approach your day-to-day, I really had to figure out how to have conversations with people in a positive light. I would imagine this is closer to people who have like a more nine to five traditional job where in your given projects, you're given deadlines, and it's really up to you to make it all fit together and to figure out. Well, I need to get these eight things done, and each eight things has its own set of deadlines and its own set of report people. And okay, cool, it's on me. I just gotta figure out how to do it while also, you know, still being in a school setting, which still has that like unpredictability factor. Because at the end of the day, I did not have a classroom, but there are kids everywhere, and kids got needs, all the needs. And so just really figuring out how to still be flexible, get all of my stuff done, work more so with adults and project management as opposed to classroom management, I think was my biggest thing. And so it was a lot of fun. And then I also really pushed myself to be more, I guess, social out of the box while I was doing this. And so I I recognized that, Teaching is just one of those things that can get really, really draining if you're not being intentional about recharging. And so I tried to make sure that I was doing at least one major intentional social thing to recharge every month. And I think I did pretty well in that regard. And so there's a lot of learning, a big old learning curve this year. There were so many times where I was like, man, if I had known to ask this question ahead of time, I definitely would have, but now I didn't know that I didn't know this until I didn't know it. And now I don't know. So what do I do? But, you know, I guess that's a lot of positions. It's hard to be prepared for everything when you've never experienced it.
0: You didn't know what you didn't know until you didn't know it.
1: Mm -hmm. Then you got to figure out how to know it.
0: (laughs) I thought you did such a, like, you, it was so funny to see both of us going through this past year, though, because it really did feel super parallel, right? Like, up until this point, we had been very much so in conjunction with each other, right? We had both been started teaching at the same time. We were both going through kind of, like, those first year, like, things like that, going through those burnouts together, going through pandemic teaching together, like, figuring out how best to, like, show for our kids. And so it's been really fun to see both of us kind of just, like, figuring our ish out together 14 hours apart,
1: (laughs) you know? But with your, your new job being 14 hours away from literally every person ever.
0: <laughs> Any important I, people.
1: <laughs> I, would, I would imagine, you know, there are probably some struggles that went with that, both anticipated and unanticipated. I, I'm sure that there were the obvious ones, you know, being in a country where people speak not English and you don't speak Japanese. Also being... <laughs> even from California, 12 hours away from someone in the same time zone and trying to figure out things like FaceTime and keeping up with the Alatinis and all of that fun stuff. I, I would imagine those are probably the more predictable challenges that I'm sure we can cover a bit, but were there any struggles that you ran into that you were like, wait a second, this is not what I was, this was new. I wasn't expecting this thing to be difficult now
0: from california to japan is actually 16
1: hours it's more
0: yeah because we're yeah because so that actually did help us like in terms of my family that was in california to talk because it was earlier than when like you and i would talk because you know time zones are weird so like you'd be going to sleep but i could still like call my sister and it'd be like 10 o'clock here or 11 o'clock but it'd be like one or two in one or two in the morning in Texas. So it was a lot of things. I think one of the biggest struggles, which I did not anticipate, was low-key like the loneliness. And I think it's more like a loneliness in terms of like, I don't speak the language. And I like had to really figure out things on my own, which did make me more independent. So then coming back to the States, like me and Isaac trying to like figure out our dynamic again um, you know we fell into it pretty easily but that was one of the things I was like most worried about I was like you know like now I'm like if y'all know me and Isaac like I literally asked him to do everything for me I'm such a princess like I'm literally like can you go do this for me can you go do that for me and so like when I first came in and I was like doing all this stuff he's like can I help you with anything and I was like oh I mean yeah I guess you could <laughs> <laughs> I was like I learned I could do things on my own <laughs> um, but I think definitely one of the biggest struggles was learning to say no um because in my previous position in Texas I was very much so that yes man like the admin could always depend on me to like hey we need to start this committee can you do that yeah can you like make this presentation yeah can you present on this blah 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 you know it was very much so like I could do all of those things and then going into my new school I am the youngest faculty member and so My friend that's already there, Rosa, had like given me, you know, kind of guidance and advice. And she's like, you know, when you come in, you're going to be fresh blood and everyone wants fresh blood because they know that they're going to come in with ideas. She's like, and that's going to be a lot. She's like, so prioritize your self-care and understand that you can always say no. Right. And she's like, and you can always ask to have more responsibilities in the upcoming year. But this is your first year. You don't want to burn yourself out like you left Texas to not be burnt out. And I was like, yeah, you're right. You're right. So in the beginning of the year, you know, I was asked to do a lot of things. And I, at one at a certain point, I had to just be like, I can't do this. Like, I'm new. Like, I'm still trying to figure out how to live in Japan on my own. So, like, I said no to a lot of things. And it felt so good to, like, leave work when I was supposed to leave work. My workday is from 8 to 4. And to leave at 4 has been honestly life-changing. <laughs> Um, Oh, I forgot to add into my highlights. I became like a low-key like backpacker slash trucker. I'm now an outdoorsy gal. I've been (laughs) on two trips so far. Um, So I think that qualifies me to say that. They did ask me to come on to be like a full-time, you know, like teacher leader. And I was like, uh, let me think about it. But I have like, I think that that definitely helped me to realize like how much stronger than I was than I thought I was because it was such a mental, it was more of a mental strain than it was a physical strain. Like, yes, we're, like, camping with all of our equipment, right? We're going through the forest. We're doing all of these things. And it's, you know, at the end of the trip, it's, like, 30, 40 kilometers. And, like, I just never thought I could do that. And so being able to look back and, like, see these trucks and things that I've done, I'm like, oh, okay, we out here. We're outdoorsy people now. We like to go into the forest and, like, set up tents and stuff. And we can, like, build a fire. Like, okay, ready for the apocalypse over here definitely was not ready
1: we know the right clothing to wear we don't fall down mountains anymore
0: i mean i did fall down the mountain i bruised my rib really badly actually on this last track it still kind of hurts and it's been a month isaac's like you need to go see a doctor i'm like there's like no bruise there's nothing i am fine it just really hurts i can't like lay on it or anything like that so oh yeah i'm like pushing on it right now still hurts but that's yeah, hard. that was that was definitely like a, a struggle. It was a struggle for us to figure out like time zones, balancing that. Also, balancing like keeping in touch with friends was so hard, right? Like I feel like you and I would kind of like Facetime at random times, and then we would just talk for like two, three hours because we just had to talk to each other. And so, you know, that's something definitely that's definitely something I want to be better about in this upcoming year, especially with Isaac coming. You know, making sure that he's still like really. Staying in touch with the family and like doing all those things. And now that I've been there for a year, I kind of understand how to do that. Um, so that's something I want to work on is being better about
1: checking in. So, since Isaac doesn't have an iPhone, how would he do that?
0: You know what? I have no idea. I just like, I don't even know how people with Androids even work outside of like anything.
1: Because <laughs> I know like FaceTime takes data, which means if exactly. you're connected to Wi Fi, it works. iMessages, data, Wi Fi works. Yeah. When you were out in like, not the cities and you didn't have wi-fi things didn't really work as well so yeah. i don't know that's like international texts and calls and
0: i think you know, he, would just,
1: he would WhatsApp. just be on the
0: apps yeah so like mm-hmm. i ended up being online i honestly had all the apps because like certain people use certain things and i'm like can everyone just like use one messenger app and just like be there because it is so exhausting and they're like oh i what's you and i'm like i have Happened happening forever i was like i barely Mm -hmm. even checked my line can y'all just dm me on instagram
1: (laughs) (laughs) pick something stick with it that's too much got eight different messaging apps too many
0: it's exhausting yeah so i have no idea what isaac's gonna do he still has that same old android because he is who he is years ago it's fine but yeah what were I mean, you kind of already talked about it a little bit, that it was a year of growth and it was kind of a year of you stretching and um, really coming into your own as a professional in in, in engineering, in education. (laughs) I was like, wow, (laughs) you did a whole whole career shift in education. So like, what were any of the struggles, if you had any struggles in your new position and, you know, this whole thing?
1: Well, I think some of the big struggles were feeling like I had to rebuild a support network in a sense, because the reality is I've learned like in this position and kind of like as you move forward, you it's really important that you are really making connections with people that you trust and are able to go through some of those like darker moments with because there were definitely some times this year that, you know, I just really uh the spirit of Quitstober really got to me in March, <laughs> I would say. <laughs> so Quitsarch. Really figuring out how to like shake those that mentality of essentially like having that difficulty creep in. And at the end of the day, I couldn't stop working. I can't just not do my job at that point. And so how do I then figure out how to recalibrate, recenter, find my purpose again and do something with the negative feelings cuz ultimately I can't I have found I'm just not that person that can just kind of put it away, put it away, put it away because when I do then it just it, it stays there in the little backpack and then the backpack gets heavier and then all of a sudden the backpack falls and it all spills out and then more stuff comes to light and it just becomes this whole, it's a whole experience I wouldn't recommend to anyone. And so just really figuring out how to build up people or find people that are going to be with you to kind of help mutually get through those things, even if they're not necessarily, ideally, they're not going through those things at the same time, but even so, even if they're just a sounding board and move on. And so figuring out that And then, I don't know, the world was not fun at all this year. My whole, because anyone was wondering, the whole Brazil trip went down in very expensive, expensive flames. They're still kind of really expensive. Yeah. The dollar
0: bills are just burning.
1: (laughs) It's just burning. And so literally, like, the Brazil trip went from, like, $900 to $2,000 overnight. And now everyone, the little alerts that I get are, ooh, it's, $1,800, what a deal. I'm just like, that's not, that's not a deal. That's not even.
0: That's a hundred percent (laughs) markup.
1: Literally 100%. And so to have done all the work, you know, to get the passport, to have started to do the research about the stuff that I wanted to do. And then even going to your wedding in California ended up being, or would have ended up being like a five or $600 trip.
0: So exorbitantly like overpriced when you've come to California for less than $200.
1: Mm-hmm. And so I think maybe if I was a first-time traveler and had never seen lower prices, it would have been okay. But to see all travel marked up by at least 100%, it just it doesn't really make traveling accessible right now. And so I... I only went on one trip recently and that was I was able to just barely make a trip to Fort Lauderdale happen around Easter. I guess because Miami's not a Easter destination. Uh-huh. No one's like, man, family, let's go out to Miami. You and know so- where the Easter
0: bunny <laughs> definitely travels?
1: <laughs> Miami. <laughs> so I was able to make that trip happen, but you know, I like to go to other places and see people around the country and it probably just won't happen this summer everything's really expensive gas is almost five dollars in texas
0: you don't even want to know it's like there we were driving the other day and it was 6.99 in one place in california and i was like 6.99 like again let's talk about this artificial price gouging for a second you know i know that we're not like a geopolitical podcast but we definitely could be because we have some thoughts but again that does not spark joy to us so we're not gonna address (laughs) it (laughs) because if we do it's just gonna make us even angrier
1: just know at a base we're unhappy (laughs) unhappy i'm I'm not not happy happy, with anything (laughs) not happy where are my stakeholders that need to be outraged this is nonsense so no i think yeah, just figuring out all of those fun little things. It was it was difficult. It was a challenge for sure. But overall, how would you rate your experience, your time, your career change in Japan for the first year?
0: Definitely like a good, a solid like eight and a half, nine out of ten. Or are we giving it a letter grade?
1: It's very much up to you.
0: Okay, let's give it a letter grade because, you know, I'm still an educator. I would give it a... A minus. What would you give yours?
1: A B plus. Oh, okay. I think I did okay for the most part, and it wasn't. I was able to refine my purposes and like reground myself in the work that I want to do and be involved in. So that was that worked out, and it was really nice. So, solid B plus with improvement on the way. I think. I think the second year will certainly be easier. Better it must be. Cuz if it don't, let me tell you.
0: <laughs> we are making career shifts again. So we will come Not back again real. in one year. So you know, this is like our training wheels year. Next year we're going to be riding the bike. So we will give you another one because then I'll be like one year married by that point too. Mm-hmm. You'll be 2 years into your job. I'll be signing my second contract. So things are happening, guys. They're constantly changing and I think that's the great thing about all of these changes that we're doing. So, as you know, as we like to end our show in our usual rapid-fire question. Oh, I have
1: it! I have my question. Do it. Do yours. All right. Wait. Hold on.
0: Sorry. Pause. Your questions are always way better than mine. So, can I go first? (laughs) Yeah.
1: It's I like, think we should do- I have these really thought-provoking questions. You're like, what's your favorite color?
0: <laughs> I'm like, uh, if you could be any cheese in the world, what kind of cheese would you be? <laughs> so let me go first because, yeah, I hate when that happens. And it, like, drives me nuts that I like, can't come up with better questions. <laughs> so I'm going to go first. And I think it should just be the standard that I always go first. <laughs> <laughs> all right you've heard it here everyone the new shift is happening on the tea with crema. if you're coming for the rapid fire question mine will always be first because it's usually a little bit weaker (laughs) just standard okay so i found this rapid fire question and it's kind of rooted in the fact that i have not been driving for a whole year right i've been in Uh, Japan I don't have a car they also drive on the opposite side of the road so I'm not going to get a car also the public transportation is wonderful it's cheap it's efficient so that's just what I'm going to use from now on Um, and so coming back to the states I had to start driving again because California doesn't have a really great public transportation system where my sister is and so backstory when my nephew was about one or two when he was learning how to talk it was when I was learning how to drive and so and the first time I was driving with him, I still had my permit, and I'm getting into the car and I'm about to drive, and they have a video of my nephew, being a troll, and he's saying, "Auntie Emma driving, oh no!" and he's two <laughs> years old. Okay? He's like he's like two or three years old. My nephew was very very smart, very articulate for his age. Um, now he's ten years old. And still a little troll. And so I'm getting into the car for the first time to drive with all three of my nephews now, right? So now they're 10, 3, and 1. And we're going. And I have my dad in this in the car with me. And so my nephew goes, Auntie Emma, are you driving? And I'm like, Yeah, I have to drive because you know we need to take two cars. There's too many of us. You know, blah, blah, blah. I'm trying to explain my whole rationale. I'm getting into the car. I'm already stressed because I have three kids in the backseat. And then he he just whips out his classic. He goes, Auntie Emma driving oh no and I was like you (laughs) little turd (laughs) and so then he's trying to teach my three-year-old nephew he's like Rocky Rocky repeat after me and so anyway (laughs) that was my backstory my question to you is on the scale of one to ten how would you rate your driving seven I would rate myself a three a solid three sometimes a one (laughs) Most times a three.
1: <laughs> that checks out. I agree with your rating.
0: I don't think I think you're actually a pretty good driver. I would say you're at least like an eight. Eight or above.
1: Oh. Okay. I think I'm a dramatic driver. That I is I enjoy coming to hard stops with people air in the car.
0: <laughs> and he also drives stick. And so he I think he just <laughs> enjoys having people just meet, you know, their nose to the windshield, but not actually going through <laughs> it. Just feeling like they're gonna die.
1: I really enjoy it. The funny part is that I don't drive like that when I'm by myself. Only At when all. people are in the car. So I really just enjoy like a little break check moment every now and then.
0: Just to make sure everyone's awake <laughs> in the conversation.
1: Hello, are you still here with us? So that's fun. Yeah, solid solid seven. I mean, probably a little higher. Um, but easy seven, for sure. Easy seven.
0: On a good day, I'm a five. That's like a really good day, though.
1: <laughs> when you like know exactly where you're going. Exactly. There's minimal traffic. It's like early in the morning.
0: There's no, there's no highways involved.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Easy five, easy five. Okay. Okay. My question today is what is one of those classic go-to dishes? Like the easy ones, the less than five ingredient dishes, you know, grilled cheese, top ramen on the stove. What is one of those like easy peasy go-to dishes that you still can't get quite right? No matter how many times you try it, you're just like, bro, I cannot figure this out.
0: <laughs> um, definitely grilled cheese. My sister makes a bomb AF grilled cheese. So does Chris. Chris also makes a really good grilled cheese. I'm just not patient. I can't sit oh. there. I just like, I'm so hungry. And I think that's my problem. I need to cook when I'm not hungry. I need to cook mm-hmm. in anticipation of me being hungry. I'm not, <laughs> I'm not patient at all. Like, I think I finally kind of made, like, a foolproof. Like, you can throw it in the oven, and it'll be ready in 20 minutes. But if I have to sit there with the stove, it always comes out burnt. And I, I can't get over it. Like, I don't know. Is it, it's probably because my stove is on too high. I'm not going low and slow. But, yeah. my. It doesn't way- help
1: that you like really crispy things anyway. So you're Exactly. Just kind of like I'll make it. (laughs) It'll be fine.
0: It'll be fine. But then it always comes out burnt. There's a difference between burnt and golden brown crispy. So, Mm -hmm. yeah, that is the one that I cannot nail. Grilled cheese to this day.
1: What about you? Interesting. Spaghetti and meatballs. I can't ever... I can't figure out the sauce to spaghetti to meatball ratio. It's always skewed very dramatically to <laughs> one side or the other.
0: Too many meatballs, not enough noodles.
1: Like, or too much sauce, not enough, any, or not enough sauce. Like it just, I cannot get the ratio between the <laughs> three. It's literally three ingredients and I can't get it. Even with like the vegetarian the meatballs, stuff too? I can't, I can't oh do it. It just doesn't it's always too saucy or it's not saucy enough or something's wrong with the noodles. Like I just, it's spaghetti and meatballs. I can't figure it out.
0: My dad makes such a good spaghetti and meatballs. I I had to call him one time when I was in Japan and he had to coach me through it. But again, I'm not patient. And so I threw in, I threw in the sauce way too early and he's like, were your onions translucent? And I was like, I mean, they're soft. And he's like, but were they translucent?
1: (laughs) And I was like,
0: is it really gonna make a difference? It made a difference, guys. <laughs> it did. It made a- onions I mean, are
1: more biting if they're not it translucent. It made a huge
0: difference. I was mm-hmm. like, I was eating it and as I was eating, I could taste like the onion and all this <laughs> stupid, stupid, translucent onions. <laughs> I hate this. This is dumb.
1: <laughs> oh my gosh. All right. Well, Emma, where can people find the podcast?
0: You can find our podcast on Instagram and Twitter at the Tea with Karma. Your girl will be the one moderating for now because Christopher is taking a detox. So if you want to slide in the DMs and let me know that you're interested in Christopher, we can set something up. Anyway, <laughs> we are also on YouTube and anywhere else that you can stream your podcast. Just search us up, the Tea with Crema. If you'd like to buy us a cup of tea, you can find us on Venmo at the Tea with Karma. And we hope to see you next time. Bye! <music> Doing my thing. What you doing, my thing? <laughs>